It is always a great day at Pro Box TV. It's even a greater day today on Pro Box TV. Welcome to Spotlight Interview. I'm George Jakovic alongside the champion, Chris Algieri. We are joined by the... I'm going to do... I wish I could do this like Michael Buffer and name all your titles, but he's... He was unified at 140. He was a champ at 147. He's an ESPN analyst, and he was just inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame in 2023. The Desert Storm, Timothy Bradley Jr. Tim, <laughs> welcome to Pro Box. Man, it's a, it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of this beautiful panel, man. You guys got going on. Thank you. Well, listen, I, I'll get my uh, little heartfelt stuff out of the way. I was a producer at HBO Sports, and you I met you back in 2011. It was a very big thing to produce 24-7, and you were my very first 24-7 that I got to produce your fight with Manny. So I got to meet you, spend some time with you. Uh, and a lot of people said, oh, are you bummed you're not doing Pacquiao? I said, no way. I knew you. <laughs> I knew your story, your family. So I've been a fan of, of yours since then. So I just want to get that stuff out of the way. It's Thank good you. to have you here. And uh, Chris Algeria, I know you and Tim go way back too. You guys have a have a history. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been a huge fan of Tim, and Tim, I've told you that time and time on time again. Um, you know, our careers were kind of passing in the night. You were you were before me. I, I had a much later start, but uh, we fought a lot of the same guys. A lot of stories that we've shared. I, I interviewed you for my book. I've uh, I've watched you on ESPN as as one of the guys that I looked up to for for my own commentating career. And I've got to work alongside you as well. And man, it's it's an honor to have you here. And I think this is uh this is gonna be a lot of fun and a great addition. Oh heck yeah. <laughs> so so Tim, um we got a couple of things to talk about, but first of all, you're you're going to be a contributor to ProBox TV. And I think you know a little a little bit about ProBox. There's live fights. I mean, it's literally a channel for the boxing fans. Um, how important is this platform for fighters and for fans of the sport? Well, it's important because a lot of the fighters that I see that fight on Pro Box, either they were on top at one point, got knocked off, and they're trying to rebuild. Then I see a lot of young little prospects that are coming up in the sport. And it's I almost it almost seems like it's a feeder program for, you know, bigger promoters. Um, I really enjoy the commentary. When I'm when I'm watching, when I'm listening to Pauly and I'm listening to, to Al Jury, man, the commentary is phenomenal. It's educational. Uh, it's a fresher breath air. Uh, uh, it's a fresher uh, breath of air. It, it, it's just one of those things where um, I, I really enjoy. It. And I think that, like you, you put the you you actually hit the freaking nail on the head. You said that it's for the diehard fans. It is. It's for the diehard fans, man. People that just love watching boxing. Uh, all the matches are always competitive, and that's one thing that I enjoy enjoy about it. You never get that with you know other platforms where. You know, you already know who's going to win the fight. With this, you you have no clue. Either guy, both guys show up. They're hungry, determined, and they put on great shows. That's that's a great point, Tim. Like we always say, we, we don't have an A side or, or a B side. There's no red corner. There's no blue corner. We have two purple corners. And with Paulie and I, we we have no biases. So we just we're just giving the information to the fans. And I think that that comes across really well from from the feedback that we've got. Even you just saying what you just said just now. Thank you very much for for, for acknowledging that. But yeah. We don't have bias. We're just we're just calling boxing because we love the sport, and that's what Pro Box is all about. Yeah. Well, I'm a little biased because 
I love Tim Bradley and I love Chris Algieri, so I'm biased for sure. Um, so oh, yeah, so Paul, you love Paulie too. I love Paulie too, and we miss Paulie, and and we'll have Paulie back very soon. But uh, Tim, it's it's we've got a little time since the Spence Crawford fight has happened, and and Crawford looked dominant, and he was you you picked him to win the fight. You were pretty outspoken, really, in giving uh, Errol Spence some advice on maybe possibly retiring, not maybe not jumping into a rematch with with Bud. Um, a little bit of time has passed. What are your thoughts on on Errol Spence and his future? Yeah, I feel the same about it. Um, you know, nothing has changed. I think that I think that Errol Spence really needs to reevaluate, you know, his career and where he's going and where you know where he wants to do. I mean, I think going in the immediate rematch after being knocked out the way he did against Terrence Crawford, I don't think it's smart at all. You know, you got to think about, you know, he got knocked down from a swivel jab in the second round, a swivel jab. You know, that's not even one of Crawford's strongest, strongest punches. And he was knocked down with that. And he was knocked down several times after after the fact. So, you know, moving forward, that should tell you something. You know, you're not your punch resistance is not what it used to be. You know, if you go into a rematch after getting concussed the way you did, you know, four months later, it's the same thing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. You know, everyone's talking about the weight going up to 154 pounds, going up to 160 or 168. It doesn't make any sense. Your punch resistance is going to stay the same no matter what. The damage that you suffered from one drinking alcohol, you know, we know that damages your nervous system. Hey, you have my man Chris Argyri. He'll talk talk to you about that. You know, drinking alcohol. One, we talked two, about that on our show before. Paulie and I. The accident that he went through as well. The accident. You have no idea. You know, the long term effects of going through an accident, getting thrown from a vehicle at a rate of speed that the way he did. And I understand that, you know, he had limited damage or what, or what, or, 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 you know, limited damage. But the thing is, is that he had facial damage. So that should tell you right there, he's had no doubt in my mind, some brain damage due to that crash. So, you know, you put all these things in line. It's like, man, why continue to fight? You've done, you, I mean, you've, you, you've kind of cemented your legacy already, you know, three-time world champion, welterweight champion of the world. Why continue to take this minor damage? Is it for the money? Honestly, is it for the money? Because look, you can make money, but if you need to make the money to take care of yourself in the future, doesn't make any sense. That's a great point. Yeah, Chris, I think you you definitely, you talked about some of those exact things about the alcohol and everything else. I think your thoughts are, I'm assuming your thoughts are pretty similar to Tim's on Errol and his future. Yeah, I, well, I think immediate rematches should be out of the question. I think uh, Tim Tim touched on all the points exactly. The, the trauma that you take during a fight, especially for a stoppage like that, um, there just isn't enough time to recover for him to be able to begin training camp, uh, to, to again start whittling that giant body of his down to 147. I don't think he should ever fight at 47 again. It, it's wild that he fought there as long as he did. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, he, he needs some real rest. And for a guy who's been as inactive as he has been, and his his inactivity has been marred with with damage, physical damage from from two different accidents, a torn retina during training camp. You know, it's a lot of damage adding up. And that was one of the things going into the fight where I kept doing the same thing Tim was saying. I was like, I had Crawford this week. I had Spence this week. I can see how we can do this. I can see how we do that. And I think in my own mind, I wanted to be positive and be like, you know what? He's good. He's healthy. Those 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 accidents had no effect. The retina is not a big deal when it, <laughs> it definitely is. Um, and, you know, we're going to get a great fight. And we didn't, you know, and, and Crawford is just on a different level. And I don't think it would be any different in a rematch. The, 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 like exactly what Tim said, he dropped him with a jab in the second round. The balance was completely gone the rest of the night. 
So the power was gone. The footwork was gone. His defense was gone. His ability to avoid any more damage was gone. And Tim, I, I, I can speak for myself that I've been in fights, Pacquiao specifically, where I got hurt early and it took multiple rounds for me to regain my, my, my balance and my, my, my punch resistance again. And I was good at avoiding him. So he was, I wasn't getting hit with a lot more shots. So I was able to recover. Spence was never able to recover because he couldn't avoid the punches. So that balance never came back. So that's why I was so one-sided after the balance never, never got back and he couldn't avoid those shots. I don't see it being different in the rematch. I agree with you. August 23rd, the next edition of Wednesday Night Fights on Pro Box TV. Good fighters in great fights. You not only have good fighters in great fights, you have great commentators with Paulie, Chris, Juan Manuel Marquez, everything you want as a boxing fan. Yeah, well, let's um, talk a little bit about Bud Crawford. And Tim, you're always outspoken. You know, you, uh, I, I think most agree. I don't think there's anyone that doesn't agree that he's an all-time great. And you also came out and you said... In their primes, you, you think that Bud could beat Floyd Mayweather. Why do you say that? There's no doubt about it because, you know, we all know that timing has a way of beating speed. You know, I know the reflexes of, of Mayweather. I understand his athleticism. I think that will serve some issues for uh, Bud Crawford early on. But we've seen in the past, or I've seen in the past, watch Floyd struggle against southpaws. You know, he's got hurt against Chop Chop. I remember that. You know, I remember early on he was... You know, when he was at Zab Judah, Zab Judah was catching with shots and he made the adjustments. But what happens when you have a guy that's just as cerebral as you are, a guy that's stronger than you are, a guy that has tremendous, excellent timing, like that's Crawford's strong suit, great timing, a guy that's longer than you are, a guy that's just as strong, if not stronger than you are. I mean, what happens when you get in the ring with something like that? And I'm just looking back at their, their careers and I'm saying, man, a prime Floyd and a prime Crawford can Crawford, can Floyd hurt Crawford? But I know Crawford can hurt Floyd, no doubt about it. Remember, Shane Mosley was able to hurt Floyd Mayweather, and Floyd Mayweather was able to make an adjustment. But on the other hand, if Crawford hurts Floyd, it's going to be over. He's going to find a way to get rid of him because he's one of the best finishers in the game. So I, I still, I, I stay by it. I live by it. I said this years ago, four years ago, I've been talking about this and saying that Crawford beats a prime Floyd Mayweather. But, you know, it's just like the, the comparison that we always comparing, comparing Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Who's better? Who's better in this era? This and that. You know, it's the same thing. You know, when you start getting, par getting compared to the greats, then that just tells you that you are a great fighter, too. I, I can attest to that, Tim. Has been, Tim has been screaming from the Raptors that Crawford is the baddest man around for at least four or five years. I, I've heard it personally from, from the man's mouth, so... I, I, I attest to that. It's, it's, he's been saying it, man. It's been a, it's been a great summer. You know, we've had some, some great, great fights. Year. You know what? Great year. You know, something uh, I want to ask both of you, you guys have a lot in common. You both fought and beat Provodnikov. You, you both fought Manny Pacquiao. How is it you guys never faced off in a fight? You're friends now, but, but how is it Tim that you and Chris Algieri ne never faced off in the ring? I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I have no idea. I think when he was coming up on the scene, I remember, I remember hearing his name and I remember seeing him. Um, and there's an interview that had circulated, like I was going through the circuit uh, on the internet um, when Algeria was actually getting ready to fight Manny Pacquiao. I mean, Algeria was breaking breaking me down. Basically, one of the reporters was asking about me, and he was like, "Well, Tim's not really, uh, 
you know, he's quick, but he's not really fast. I'm, you know, I'm faster than him. And, and I laughed. It, 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 yeah, I think, I think HBO had a reaction from me laughing. And I was just like, Aljuri is faster than me. There's no way you're faster than me, Aljuri. Still today, Aljuri, I'm going to let you know, man. I don't think you were faster than me. You might have had better time than Big Dog, but I don't think you were faster than me, man. And, you know, when you got that ring with Manny Pacquiao and, you know, I was I was seeing your speed and I was seeing things that was going on in the ring. And then when you got knocked down for the first time, I was like, oh, now he understands the difference in speed and the, the explosiveness and the quickness of Manny Pacquiao, you know, a lot different. Um, and then as far as the Ruzan Bavanakov fight, I remember going into that fight, I was dehydrated. Mm. And there's a correlation between being dehydrated and getting concussed. There's no doubt about it. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. Our jury can contest to this because, you know, he, he he's educated in this department. But there's a correlation. So when I went into the fight, I knew firsthand, as soon as I got hit with a big puncher like Ruzan Pavanikov, I knew things weren't going to go well. So after that first round, I said, oh, my gosh. You know, I couldn't get my balance back. It was tough. Going through that fight, I knew he was tough. I, I mean, I was able to make adjustments along the way and box my way to victory. Um, but I took a massive amount of damage throughout that fight. And I know that after that fight, I was completely different. Mm -hmm. So I'm going off on a tangent a little bit right now because this is going to bring me back to the Spence. When you go through something as traumatic as, as, as Spence went through and what I went through, I was different. I, there's no doubt about it. I felt different when I sparred. I was sparring 122 pounders and they were hurting me. You know, like fighters, we know we know when something is different, something is not right. We can feel it. We're in tune with our bodies, you know? We've been doing this for years, you know, but you gotta listen to your body. And that's the reason why I exit the game the way I exit the game. But anyhow, getting back to our jury. <laughs> our jury know about that power of Ruzan Babanikov. It was no joke, no joke at all. Um, great fights. And Algeria put up a hell of a fight. I think when I saw Algeria fight him, I, man, the heart, the determination, the will, I knew Algeria was different when he was able to endure what he endured and still came back and found a way to win. So exceptional performance, Algeria. Much respect and love. And again, on that commentary, on the commentary, man, I, I love your commentary, man. You have grown leaps and bounds, bro. You are one of the best. I consider you one of the best commentators today. I appreciate that, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. Um... Yeah, no, you know, Ruslan, to this day, I've, I've never been hit by a human being like that. I mean, <laughs> uh, he broke, he, he punched a hole in my skull. Like he broke my, my orbital in three places. He broke my nose in one punch. I didn't let him hit me that much. I didn't stand wow. with him in trade. I know Tim, you, 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 you went to war with him. I was like, I watched that fight and I was like, I am not doing that. <laughs> I don't want to be in, <laughs> I don't want to be in that kind of fight. Tim, this is funny. I remember watching Ruslan at ESPN and being like, man, this is years. I was like 10 and 0. I'm like, I don't ever want to fight a guy like that. And of course, that's where I get my world title <laughs> shot, right? Because uh, he was just such a such a two fisted destroyer, and God, he was so strong. But um, yeah, no, I I I I knew I was winning that night. I we had a great game plan. I was pissed at myself that I got hit with that shot early and damaged my face. Um, but my argument for for saying about the speed, Tim, it's funny you brought that you brought that up because I because I, I was thinking the same. I was like, well. So my idea was I'm longer and taller. So my range, you have to cover more distance with the speed that you have. So that's why I took as my my speed was greater than other guys who may be actually quicker like Pacquiao, but they got to travel more distance. Pacquiao's just otherworldly fast, though. That was his yeah. first step. is so, so crazy fast. And Amir yeah. Khan, another guy who I fought who was super fast, 
um, different. So Manny's first step was quick, but his combination punching wasn't that fast. Khan, his first step was very timeable, but his combinations, his hands came out like two at a time. It was like fighting an octopus. There was so many punches coming at once. A super, super fast guy, but he was very easy to time. That was the difference between him and Manny. Manny, getting his rhythm was very, very difficult. And Manny was also very good at changing his rhythm once you get it. Every time I zoned in and focused, I got I got his rhythm. It's almost like he made like a nod. He was like, oh, no, no, he's got me. I got I to change. Like, like a fighter jet who knew it was locked in on. He was like, all right, I got to change my, my rhythm. Manny was very, very good at that. I was surprised at that. But uh, yeah, no, me, me and Tim, we, like I said, we were like two passing ships in the night. I started super late age-wise, and he 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 was way ahead of me in terms of you are. I think you. I said we we talked about this. You were a world champion like the month I made my pro debut or something. I think yeah. you. I think you beat. Yeah. I think you beat Witter the uh, the the month I turned pro from boxing. So even though we're close in age, we're very very different timelines. Right. Wednesday, August twenty third, the next edition of the Wednesday Night Fight series on Pro Box TV. Good fighters and great fights, and you've got great commentators. You see in that picture, Chris Adri, Paulie Malinaji, and Juan Manuel Marquez. Wednesday, August 23rd, Wednesday night fights. Do not miss it. I only have a couple more questions, Tim, because we could talk to you all day. But I did want to follow up on something. You said that that you were, you were changed after the Provodnikov fight, um, and you were different. When did you get that feeling back to normal or, or did you ever become normal because you had some great fights after that including i think your best performance against juan manuel marquez which marquez. was after Provodnikov. did you how long did it take to recover or did you recover from that fight it, it took about eight months eight months for me to recover but i had to do an extensive amount of of therapy um i remember going to new york I remember getting with these doctors, neurologists, uh, neurologists, uh, specialists, um, also, uh, um, it was this doctor, I forget his name, man, God forgive me, but I, I forget his name. And he deals with concussions all around the different sports from football to, to baseball. I, I, I can't remember his name, but he used to give me neck massages and he used to tell me this. He used to say, you know, you literally get your marbles knocked out. He's like, you have these little marbles in the back of your neck. And he says, you have to put them back in the channel. And I'm like, I've never heard of this before. You've always heard somebody get knocked, their marbles knocked out. And he was like, no, that's a real thing. And I'm like, okay. And so he used to massage my neck. I used to have to do stretches, various stretches, very different, you know, uh, hand and eye coordination drills and different things like that. Um, I had another doctor that I went to go see in New Long Beach to where he had this, just this paper. He had white black white black white and black and he would run it across my eyes and he would call my wife over and it says look what look look at this and one eye will be looking because i had to count the black one eye will be looking at the looking at the the paper and the other eye will be floating off to the side and he was just like see that's neurological damage no doubt about it i'm going to give you some exercises so that way we can try to get you back to somewhat normal. You will never be normal, but we want to get you back there. So he had me, you know, doing walking up the wall, different, you know, with my arms, walking up the wall. He had me, you know, moving my head twice this way, twice this way, looking just all these different, different uh, drills and techniques that I had to do over time. And shortly after that, I went to Pittsburgh to the concussion specialist. And they ran all these tests on me. 
I'm talking about from reading, writing, um, you know, um, agility training, different, different, different tests that I had to go through. And then they did a color MRI. I was one of the first guys to get a color MRI of my brain, just all the patterns in my brain, all the connective tissues, everything. And these, the left side, you can literally see holes from the damage that I suffered over my career. And I'm okay and free to talk about this because I'm not coming back one. <laughs> and another thing is, is that I want to, I want the fans and I want the, the fighters out there that's listening to understand that this is a real thing. You know, this is a real thing. Our sport is dangerous. So big holes on this side. And I'm like, well, would I ever get that back? They said, well, you can, you can retrain. You can retrain and try to get some of it back, but you probably never get it back completely. And they, they wanted me to retire then. They wanted me to retire then. I said, well, I got a couple more fights. I just need a couple more fights, a couple more big paydays, and then I'm out the game. You know, I started planning my exit from that point on. So going into the Marquez fight, I had all I did more therapy outside of the ring than I did more work inside the ring. It was more about working this. It was more about being creative, being my authentic self, boxing, going back to my roots, not fighting, boxing. I knew that's what I had to do to beat Marquez. So I was physically ready. I was mentally ready, you know, because of all the therapy I did, and I was able to get some of it back going into that fight where everybody thought that I was damaged goods. And I wasn't. I was somewhat, but I wasn't. I, I did what I had to do to get to a place that where I was comfortable and fine with. And if you go back to that last round, that last round when I was exchanging with him, I was scared for my life. <laughs> I was scared for my life because at that point, Marquez had got my timing down. I felt that he started to come on late. You know, if it was 15 rounds, he probably would have got me. But I felt him start coming on late. He started getting my timing down. He started countering me. And we got an exchange. I had to bag him off. If you look at my face in that exchange, I was scared as hell to get hit with a big shot. You know, that, that, that saying that, you know, when you get knocked out or you, you go through something traumatic, man, like, that fear of getting hit with a big shot, that, that really that really does exist in a fighter's mind. And when you see my face when I'm throwing the combinations, I'm grimacing like this, and I throw this left hook, boom, and I hurt him. I buckled his legs. That gave me confidence, no doubt about it. I put my hands up, thought it was over. I moved out, and I ended up winning the fight. But, yeah, um, you have to not only work inside the ring, and I'm going to end with this, you also have to work this outside the ring. You got to find a way to get some of this back because every time you step foot in that ring, you lose a little bit of yourself. Mm. This, you lose a little bit of this inside that ring or you leave it in the ring. So um, train this, people. Fighters out there, you have to get this trained. Exercise this, get this back. And I, and I, would, I would encourage Spence to go and see some neurologists and, 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 and get some work done on himself to get himself some of this back. And Chris, I know you can, I'm sure you relate to everything Tim just said. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, Tim, man, I tip my hat to you for being so honest. I think it's, it's fantastic for you to share this, this part of the game that no one really knows about and people don't want to talk about. So, uh, you know, this is, this is a, you're, you're literally doing a service for, for fighters out there by being able to share this stuff as honestly as you are and candidly this way um it's something that's not talked about enough you know people don't talk about you know we talk about the dangers of the sport but we don't talk about 
you know, those, those, all these, these little idiosyncrasies that each fighter deals with that we all know. You say this and every fighter watching is just like, yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so all you young guys coming up, man, listen to this man right here. Listen to this interview. This is, this is important stuff. You got to take this game seriously. And not only about just being in great shape, like, like Tim said, you got to train this and you got to be ready for anything that can happen in there. And man, once you have that fear, it's time to get out, (laughs) time to get out. Once you have that fear, it's time to get out. Well, Tim, I think, and, and you too, Chris, I think it means a lot for former fighters to say what they've said about Spence because it comes from a place of knowledge. You guys have been through it and a place of caring because you guys are in a a, a, a brotherhood fraternity. And, and I know you all have feelings for each other. So I just think it's important that this is spoken upon, especially by men like you who are in the ring. Tim, my final thing, let, let's talk about something something happy here, something joyous. <laughs> Just a couple of months ago, you were inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame. And I, for me, I, 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 I met you over a decade ago, and I saw your rise. Um, just tell me your f- feelings, not only just being indu- inducted, but when you got there, because it was your first time at the Boxing Hall of Fame. Just, just the whole, the feelings of, of everything, being inducted and actually being there and having it done. Well, I, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard about the story and how I found out the news. I was actually on the side of the road with my wife attending to her uh, with a flat tire. But <laughs> I I was always invited. They, you know, I've been, I think it was like 10 times I've been invited to to go up there to Canastota and, and, and go look at the Hall of Fame and go see the, you know, just go see the, the building and, and, and just everything in it. And I was like. No, I'm not going to go. Uh, you know, there's a there's there's a good chance that I, I'm going to get in. You know, I felt that I've had a Hall of Fame career because, you know, it's you got to understand that. And, and, you know, you hear some people say, how you get in there? It's the strength of schedule. It's the fighters that I faced. It's all the champions that I faced. You know, I, I look at some of these guys now and I look at their padded records and I, and I laugh and I go, man, you're not really fighting anybody. You know, it was like I never after I became world champion, I never had a soft touch. I'll, I'll say one. I think it was Casamayor. Yes, he was way over the hill. Uh, I fought him. He still was dangerous. He still had power. You know, you know, as you know, the power is the last thing to leave. He still had punching power, but I was able to to uh, take care of him. But when I went there for the first time and walking up there, steady steps, you walk through the front door and there's these steps. And then it's like you're walking into boxing heaven. It's a small, cozy spot. It's not a big spot. It's just nice and cozy. But the way they have it laid out is beautiful. Ed Brophy, his team, they did a great job in laying it out and seeing like the old, you know, memorabilia and seeing like the old, like, uh, you know, trunks of fighters, Hearns and, and Hagler and, and various like legends that I that I grew up watching was unbelievable. And and I think the I think one of the funnest parts about it was, was seeing the fist, the fist of some of these men, because you have a fist casting through the week. Um, so you have dinners, you arrive, you have a dinner, then they have a little seminar, then they have, uh, you have another dinner, <laughs> then you have uh, a luncheon. So yeah, you don't have to worry about making weight so you can have all oh. the dinners you want oh. there, right? Oh, yeah. yeah but Tim, did, did you do, you did you no, do the 5k? They always have the 5k. Did you do so the run? The smoke was the problem. You know, the smoke, there was a fire up in right. Canada. That's so right. the smoke timing. was the problem. Hmm. So the timing was wrong. So we didn't do the 5k. So things, a lot of things changed, but we did do the parade. So I went, did the parade, which is fantastic. And I'm going to tell you right now, Canastota has some of the best fans in the world. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. When I got off the plane, 
and I was going to go get my bags, literally, like there was guys standing there, three, four guys standing there with like loads and bags of gloves and memorabilia of myself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I signed, I sat there and signed multiple, multiple gloves, multiple, you know, pictures and so on and so forth. And then when I got my bags, I got in my car and I started heading towards the hotel. These guys were there at the hotel. It was <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, these guys are diehard fans. And then the small town, when the parade goes on, there's literally 10,000 people that live in this town and they're all out. It's like a big thing that they look forward to every single year. So they're out there cheering, they're out there supporting. Um, it was a great experience, man. Um, you know, everything that I went through through my entire career, all the aches and pains, all the bruises, all the running, all the training, all the psychological things that I went through, you know, preparing myself for fights. Um, it made it all worth it in the end. It definitely made it all worth it in the end. And, you know, it, I called it the hospital to all the work that I did. It's like I was in like a recovery center, you know, going out there to Canastota and getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. So it was a beautiful thing. Um, I, I, I wish and hope that uh, many other fighters want to get to this level, want to get to the Hall of Fame level, want to have a Hall of Fame career. Because I'm telling you right now, when you receive that ring, man, it's going to bring tears to your eyes. No doubt about it. Chris, do you have any uh, final final words for Mr. Tim Bradley? Just to congratulate you, man. It's an amazing thing. And, and any anyone who is questioning how you got him, have him call me. I'll tell him out. I'll tell him why. <laughs> that's, that's crazy that anyone would question your your ability to earn your right to be in that, in that place. I'm glad you got to experience that. I've been to the Hall of Fame probably a dozen times since I was a kid. Yeah, being from New York, New York wow. has great fans. You, so you you understand it. And the way you described it's perfect. So anyone who anyone listening here who has a chance to go to Canastota and check out the the boxing international boxing hall of fame, check it out. Like you said, it's a tiny little place, but man, there's there's so much good positive energy packed into that little building in that tiny little town. But uh, yeah, I mean it, it's 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 a it's a legendary place. And uh, Tim, you you belong there as, as much as anybody else. So God bless you, thank brother. You. Congrats. Hey, thank you, thank you, Jay. I appreciate you, brothers. Well, listen, Tim, you called it fight, Fighter's Heaven, but for me, ProBox TV is also Fighter's Heaven. If, if, if you're looking for a reason to subscribe, look, look at who I'm talking to. I'm a boxing <laughs> fan. Look who I'm talking to, Chris Algieri and Tim Bradley. Subscribe, like, comment, become a part of these shows. And Tim, Wednesday Night Fights, August 23rd. We call it Good Fighters and Great Fights. Tim, it, it's, our, it's the Wednesday Night Fight Series, and you've got... Algeri, you've got Malinaji and your and your old buddy in Spanish, Juan Manuel Marquez. He calls the fights. So we've got great fights. And listen, it is a pleasure for me talking to both of you. And Chris, we're going to be talking to Tim Bradley a whole lot more in the future. We can't wait. So Tim, thank you so much, Hall of Famer. Champion Chris Algeri, thank you. This is Pro Box TV. Subscribe because this is your boxing channel.